Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And you're listening to The Miss Fisher Files. Welcome back to The Miss Fisher Files. Today we're doing something a little bit different and we're mm-hmm. going to kind of take you through the first ever Miss Fisher Con that Chandler and I just got back from. It was in Las Vegas from May 4th through 7th, 2017. And like I said, it was the first ever event of this kind. So, yeah. And uh, normally what they say is what happens in Vegas stays <laughs> in Vegas, but we're going to break that rule and bring it here for you. And we know that there were a lot of people who weren't able to make it who would have loved to have been there. So it's sort of our goal to pass on the... Best tidbits. Yeah. And and just kind of how it felt to be there for this event. Yeah. So where do we even start? Yeah. That's hard. (laughs) It was a Thursday through a Sunday. Yep. And... Um, Thursday was sort of the unofficial start. People were flying in. Yeah. There was like a unofficial registration time by the pool, kind of. Yeah. Um, and it was a thousand degrees outside. Yeah. Because it's Las Vegas and we are wimps from the Northwest where a hot day for us is about 75 degrees. Yeah. We couldn't even stand under the umbrella for five minutes without yeah. having to go inside. And it the, was, ho- the hotel where this all was, was the Vidara, which is one of the very few hotels in Las Vegas that does not have a casino in it. You cannot gamble in the hotel and you cannot smoke in the hotel. So it's very unique for that. Thank goodness. I know. And wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. But it's infamous for, now they may have fixed it by now, but the place was infamous for having what they call the death ray, which is the arrangement of the building is such it it's all it's kind of one of those all glass very modern buildings and what would happen and the pool is on a roof deck on the third floor kind of above where the taxis are and stuff and what would happen is the sunlight would reflect off of the windows in such a way that it was like focusing a beam of a magnifying glass on all of the little ants below on the poolside <laughs> so I don't know if it was the true death ray or not, but we were standing there and it sure felt like the death ray. We, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get hit by the actual death ray. That was, that was just the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just deathly Which enough. the sun in Las Vegas is a death ray. Yeah. But this is like, it is like, yeah, a uh, very targeted beam of light and it has singed people's hair. It's melted yeah. bags and plastic cups. cups. Yeah. So... We didn't get to see the full effect of it. We weren't out there long enough. We were like, nice to meet y'all. See ya. Bye. Air conditioning. We're going back where it's cool. Um, I feel like we should back up the train just a little bit and talk. You you know more about this than I do. How did the the conference kind of come together? I'm still trying to piece that together too. So it was done um, by the Adventurous Club of the, the Americas. Americas. I love that. The Americas. The Americas, yes, which is, of course, a play on the club that Mac and Franny are in. Right. in. And also, I think it's also a play on the Antipodes, uh, and, you know, the Antipodes. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Antipodean fashion, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So this this group of women is spread really all over the country, at least, possibly. Oh, yeah. And we have think, one gal from New Zealand. Shout out to Ollie J. Yeah. And her awesome and, husband, Paul. And Christine from Norway. Yep. Um, and I know Christine was one of the organizers. I'm not sure if Ollie J was. But in any case, they both came remarkably long distances to get there. Yep. Um, so I know that this was put together probably over the course of maybe a little under a year. Yeah. 
And they, and I mean, I have to give so much credit. They had not ever, there wasn't one like this before. Like this was a completely from scratch situation. And to not know how it's going to go over, you know, to not know how many people are going to be interested in this, it's, that's really challenging. You're really kind of putting yourself out there. I know. So I applaud them for doing that Yeah, because that was a, it was a huge risk. These women were rock stars though. I mean, they, that's, I mean, this was a small con. This was nothing on the scale of like Emerald City Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con or any of that stuff, but it's still an amazing amount of logistics, organization, Mm -hmm. money to scrape together. Right. And, these women were on it. They really were. The I think the ringleader is Bianca, Bianca Mercurial Bianca on the interwebs. Yeah. Um, and she really did such an amazing job. Yeah. And we had the pleasure of meeting her uh, in January when we went to the uh, Miss Fishnet Stripper Mysteries in Seattle, which for full details, see our other podcast about that. <laughs> um, but Bianca came up from Portland, Oregon, because that's where she's from. And we got to have dinner with her that night and meet her. So we had kind of a sneak preview of what was going to happen at the con. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much was actually in the works at that point. Oh, it was all it was. very, it was still very much up in and the that air, was only though. January. Yeah, that was only January. So I think, I think they had the hotel secured by then yeah it's really maybe Bianca's listening to this being like no no I know. sorry Bianca you got it wrong I think we, we're probably getting it all wrong but in any case please know that we know you worked your ass off yeah. and you pulled together an amazing event I'm raising my glass yes, right now we are we are cheersing premature cheers. cheers yeah so um we actually had a really uh, interesting first day there because Chandler and I flew in at about noon that day. Mm. Um, you managed to get on my flight, which was earlier mm-hmm. because I was, I was like, screw that. I'm not just going to come in in the evening. I want to explore a little bit. So I'm going to come in early and walk around Vegas. Cause I don't know any better. <laughs> uh, I travel a lot and I actually just got back from a month on the road. I took a month long solo road trip up and down the West coast, um, researching for a new book that I'm working on. And when I travel, I tend to do a lot of walking because I want to get to know a city on its own terms. And uh, and so I'll end up doing miles and miles of walking, especially in cities. So I figured, well, Vegas is no different. And yeah, it'll be a little warm, but it's okay. I'll deal with that. Uh, no, I still did a lot of walking. I think especially for Vegas where nobody walks anywhere, I think I did a lot of walking by those standards. But I think total, I probably only walked about six or eight miles over three days, Mm. which is nothing. I mean, usually that's like an easy morning for me. Like in San Francisco, like I can do an eight mile walk, no problem. But I compared to that, I was basically a house cat. Like I, but rightly got, so. Got I was, in the elevator, yeah. went down to the con. Every time came I'd, back I'd up. walk like one block, which the blocks in Vegas are huge. Yeah. But I'd walk like <laughs> one block, and I'd be like, "You idiot! What? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Go home. Get inside. Have a freaking mai tai. Very <laughs> warm. Yeah. yeah. But you saw a lot of cool stuff. I did, and a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of that stuff you can really only see on foot. <laughs> Yeah, Vegas. So we came in knowing that one of the first things we were going to be doing was interviewing uh, Travis McMahon and Anthony Sharp, a.k.a. Bert and Sess, from mm-hmm. the show. It was amazing. I'm still kind of blown away that like our little tiny podcast 
eventually led to us getting to sit down with two of the cast members for a yeah. while. And, and Bianca like, was a major part of that. So yes. huge thanks to Bianca Thank for you. that. She also provided beer Blessings on her eyes and on all of her future children. Which um, really helped to lubricate our guests. And um, they were quite appreciative because they had just gotten off the plane. They just got off the plane and they were feeling gross and it was hot. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, you've got beer. Yeah, that was really, really good planning on Bianca's part. They also were super nice to us and said things like, oh, we heard you're the number one podcast. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's good. Or the only podcast. Number one. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> they were really lovely, just easy to talk to. And I mean, just like in this show, they have a great rapport with each other. So it was fun to watch that too. They were kind of, what did he say? Hanging oh, yeah. shit? We, we just hang shit off each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a new phrase for me, but we I really loved how it, how it sounded. But we were saying things that they hadn't heard. Oh, I'm sure. Because we used all kinds of slang. They were like, what's that word? We're like, oh yeah, hipsters. <laughs> And then I was like, like a boss. And they're like, like a boss. <laughs> I think what was, it was really fun because, I mean, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know where, where how the interview was going to happen until basically we got there. And we ended up having the interview, um, all of the hotel rooms at the Vidara are suites because apparently they were originally supposed to be apartments or condos. Mm-hmm. And then the housing bubble burst. And then they were like, well, crap, what do we do now? So they're basically hotel rooms that are are like mini apartments. And um, so Bianca gave us use of her suite and she had a kitchen table in hers with four chairs and everything. And we just sat around the kitchen table, which was really great. And so we got in there a few minutes early to set up and we're waiting for them. And uh, they were super punctual, like... Did we, a little we, shave and a haircut, two bits knock. Yeah, we could on hear the them outside, like, oi, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the door. <laughs> like, that's them. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and super nice, like big hugs right yeah, away. Right, and, right yeah, right off the bat, they want to give us hugs, which was always, I mean, that's always super welcome. nice. I mean, they, they, I think, really went the extra mile to make us feel comfortable and treated us like real journalists, which we are not. Let me tell you, we are not journalists. <laughs> we, yeah, kept forgetting nope. to preface who was about to speak yeah it's just like a big long mishmash of voices because we kind of forgot about that hashtag pros yeah so but they were just really fun and easygoing and they um happily talked about little tidbits from the show kind of behind the scenes shenanigans yeah exactly and And you know if you haven't heard that podcast yet um, just stop listening to this and go listen to that because it's way better. And also, we tried very hard not to fangirl or squeal or anything. And we actually think did a pretty good job with that I in think our interview. we were mostly successful, although... Yeah, which is why we're doing we- it now. <laughs> <laughs> but just so you know, we were freaking out. I hope the boys aren't listening to this one. Please, yeah. We're Turn not going to say off, anything. Guys. Yeah, we're not going to say anything, Dad. We're not that interesting. Just, we aren't supposed to tell you how intimidated we were. Yeah. But you weren't intimidating at all. dorks we are, which yeah. you're finding out if you didn't already. Yeah. We're, yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> curtain has been pulled back. Yep. We're dorks. Shocker. Hashtag dorks. Who knew? So, uh, so that was a pretty big 
deal. And that was like right off the bat. And honestly, I was so glad to kind yeah. of get it over with before. Yeah. And it was a solid hour. I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. know how long they were going to want to do it. And we were trying to be respectful of their time. And they had was... literally just flown in. So, yeah. you know, we were interrupting their Vegas time, but they yeah. seemed happy. And we to... even like wrapped the interview and then we just kept talking. Like the interview was over and we just kept talking and that's all on the recording. We yeah. got every bit of it. I... And we ended up using a bunch of the stuff that happened after the quote yep. unquote official part of the recording happened. So, yeah. because it was just so good. Like yeah. they just kept telling us really awesome things and, um, yeah. So, yeah. And it, then it was funny after they left, after we said goodbye to them and they went downstairs to go mingle get with adored their fans. by a bunch yes. of ladies and a couple of dudes. <laughs> um, Mary and I did this like silent high five. We were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do a little dance. We were happy dorks. <laughs> yep. But behind closed doors. So yeah. they couldn't see us being happy dorks. Right. They would never good. even know except we just told everybody. Yeah. So uh so yeah, that was a that was a pretty awesome afternoon. Yeah. And then and it was great because our nerve wracking bit was done. I mean, we still we were still slated to give a talk on Saturday, but I mean I don't know about you, Mary, but I mean I give talks all the time, so I was not nervous about that. I wasn't um, until close to the thing, and yeah, then I was. You, but you did fine. It doesn't. You didn't come across as nervous. That's good. I um, was mostly because we. I didn't have our slides done in time. <laughs> yeah, that was a late night. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get much sleep that night, so. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't worried about that, and plus we were in a room full of like-minded people, and it was a very friendly crowd. Yeah, it was like get, just chatting with our friends and I so think that was good there the attendance was about 50 people yeah um, I actually felt counted, like more than that but I think you're right yeah I counted the, so you? I pulled up the big group photo that was taken on the last day and okay. actually like counted how many people and it might have been like 48 or 49 but it and was, I think there were a few people who didn't get in on the photo like yeah some people hung back yeah, there were a few people still in the room. So it was roughly 50 people yeah. at this, which is a nice size, especially for the first of hopefully many yeah. of these cons. So yeah. it was a good um, kind of an intimate group, you know, to to be able to meet the people that... Yeah, enough that you can have a good conversation with people and you're not overwhelmed. And right. Yeah, there we were actually just had like, a chance to really get to know people sitting in the bar or... I had met you know, quote unquote, met so many of these people on um, Tumblr and Instagram and various other places. And I had met oh, zero of them, but basically, because right. I'm not on Tumblr. I, I am on Instagram and I've, I've since followed a bunch of people and vice versa from, from the con, but I didn't know anybody except Jojo, of course, Jojo Stiletto, pr- producer of the burlesque show was there and was our roommate, which was super fun. Very fun. She is the funnest person to go anywhere with. Yep. Pretty much. If you can get go on a trip with JoJo. And she also knows where all the good shows are. She does. And she shows up in like leopard print caftans. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yep. Completely awesome. Um, and I people I had met online and I was so excited to actually meet them in person, which yeah. will help my future interactions a lot. Because now I can put a, a face, face to, to that to, yeah. the, to the handle, yeah, and um, so that was really thrilling. And it kind of my brain was just exploding the whole time. Like, wait, you're yeah. you're who? What? It was really I fun to, to sit at the table with you. You'd be like, "That's Fox Spirit over there," and <laughs> you know, <laughs> giving giving you brief snippets like yeah. this person posts on this kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, it and was, this lady makes her own costumes and blah blah blah. Like it was it was really cool to kind of get the commentary get the lowdown yeah like the, the color commentary <laughs> hanging out with you in vegas was like living in this podcast <laughs> because you were giving me like the background info on everything that's funny 
Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure I went off on some tangents too. It was good. Went down a few rabbit holes. I loved it. <laughs> all uh, our podcast. So yeah, I I just was so blown away by the community and how how lovely everybody was. Like yeah. everybody was so nice, and it wasn't that I had expected otherwise. It was just like. I was reassured yeah. somehow, you know. That I mean, I've never, I had told this to people during our panel, but I, I had never been, this was my first con. I'd never been to a con before. Um, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. But what I have experienced in other situations, like especially, it seems like people who are fans of music is this one-upsmanship mm. that happens where people are like, well, you know, well, you saw Smashing Pumpkins at blah 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 but that was after... <laughs> You know, <laughs> Billy Corgan shaved his head, so this is crap after that. And I mean, <laughs> that I've seen that sort of fandom before, that like annoying mm-hmm. superiority thing. And there, and I was kind of a little bit afraid of that happening, but there was none of that, none. Yeah, everybody was super supportive and gave everybody else room to have their own likes and dislikes mm-hmm. and you know, oh, you don't like the X-Files? That's cool. Uh, you know, I, it was... I think a large part of that is due to the, the fact that this was primarily women. Yeah. I mean, I... I yeah, because we're I'm so used to being on the receiving end of that. Yeah. Everywhere so, we go. I mean, I went to a lot of cons, actually, in high school, turns out. Oh. I, so they didn't call them cons. That's why, like, yeah. for a little while, I was Star like, Trek I haven't... Convention. I haven't been to any cons. And then, like, oh... Oh, yes, I have. I've been to for a convention. many of them. Yeah, I went to tons of Star Trek conventions. I also went to one X-Files convention. I and would not take you for a Trekkie. I was. I was into it. It was good stuff. And, I mean, people were friendly, but, like, there are a lot of dudes there. So yeah. it's that one-upsmanship. I, I don't recall that being too oppressive, but it just was such a different feel. Plus, like, these were at the Minneapolis like, Convention Center. the next generation's better. Like, just, yeah, 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 there was that. Like, people who which, state their opinions which as Which series was better, and yeah. there, there definitely was a little little competition in, in weird or, ways. Or, like, telling you your opinions are wrong. I hate that when people... I don't... People t- yeah. I, I try really hard not to do that to other people because I loathe it when, and that's part, I think that's part of why I have never done a con before or never joined any sort of fandom of any sort. Really? Yeah. You were worried about that particularly? Not from this crowd, but I think, I think I just, I think it's bad. It's hard enough when on the occasions that I have evangelized stuff that I love to people and they're like, yeah, actually I didn't like that at all. I get all like, oh, I loved it. A little, like, a little stab to the heart. Yeah. yeah. But but also, I've had enough in my life of like, oh, I can't believe you like that. You like that. Right. That I uh, yes. kind of tend to enjoy the things that I enjoy by my lonesome because I just, I don't know. I don't want that no, shattered. No risk of judgment. Yeah. Or just it, like, don't piss me off. I like it. <laughs> Screw you. Right. Like, yeah. And I don't want to spend any of my time like, feeling like I have to defend anything or, or even taking the time to say, fuck off. Like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So not that I ever felt like this group would do that. I just, that's kind of my default. (laughs) And so I didn't really know it could be this awesome, but, and I'm still like, I'm probably never going to go to Emerald city comic con because I love comics, but I don't, I think there'd be enough of that. Like you like that there. Well, I think it's just, I'm not enough into that. Like I would, I feel like, because we were so into the show, we brought something and so did yeah. everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we brought an energy to this because we love it. Yeah. And if I don't have that same love, I'm not going to be bringing right. the same energy. So, uh, yeah. 
But like I said, this was a pretty small crowd and everybody was super friendly. And everybody, one of the things I, I really enjoyed was seeing how everybody portrayed their love for the show, like what, what, how that came out. So yeah. Some people spent a billion hours on their costuming, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah. shout out to Lauren Watkins. Um, oh yeah. Her, like, she, she made on her dress on the final night on the, during the costume contest or masquerade as it turns out that's what that's the called. The parlance of con. Um, it sounds like the wrath of con. <laughs> con. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if, this had, if this had been a terrible con, that would have been yes, a great title. <laughs> that's the con I'm gonna run. Wrath of Con. Um, she she made what she herself called organza tacos, which, by the way, I'm adding that to my band name list. Organza taco. That's really good. Yeah, that entire coat, the hem of her coat, was ringed in these organza tacos that had. Organza tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Organza tacos. And they had these beautiful seed beads, gold seed beads anchoring them at top and bottom. And they were just beautiful. Um, And of course, the song, I don't know if you know the song by Cake, Hem of Your Garment, where they go, I am not fit to touch the hem of your garment, popped into my head instantly. (laughs) Because I really wasn't fit to touch the hem of that yeah. garment. It was good. It was amazing. And the, the craftsmanship was just superb. So she posted that outfit on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. Um, the only thing she had to buy for that entire thing. And this was like a full-on dress, matching coat. Mm-hmm. Um, she even had a fascinator that matched. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, the only thing she needed to buy were those seed beads. She sourced wow. everything else from her collection of amazing fabric. And I think the red dress underneath was, it wasn't a sari Sa- that had vintage, been, yeah. yeah. The, no, the whole thing was an homage to the fact that the show often used vintage saris. But I think she said that was her wedding dress. She oh, re- it wasn't there for that bit. She repurposed her, I her wedding dress. I think I was somebody fabric. else at that point. I didn't, I missed this that. Was on, um, this was on Instagram that she posted it. So I, wow. I was just in awe of her ability. And every single day of that con, she had a completely new outfit that she had sewn herself, like yep. head to toe. Yep. It was incredible. So you had people, you know. Oh, and extra also shout out to um, Winter's Lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lore was amazing. She also made her own garments um she also has a thing for vintage lingerie so she did like an unofficial panel in her room of vintage lingerie pieces that she had brought um and she was cute as a button she had she had done like the the finger wave hairdo which i know how hard that is because i paid somebody a lot of money to do it for me for my wedding i can't imagine doing it myself she had these beautiful beautiful frocks that she had made herself and the thing about Lore was she was like a walking color theory study. She's one of those beautiful, pale, freckled redheads. Everything she wore went so beautifully with her coloring. Like she had these absolutely pale, 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 pale pastel peaches and deep maroons and these seafoam greens. I mean, everything she wore was just so spot on. And she had vintage shoes. I mean, I could mm-hmm. just... like I. I, Laura, I hope you didn't think I was staring at you the whole time. I just thought you looked amazing. <laughs> I kind of did stare at you the whole time. <laughs> but out of love. Out of appreciation. Out of like, not, out of like, not wow, being a creeper. That is how it is done. Yeah. She had a really funny Instagram post, actually, where she, at the end, she was talking, how she, you know, she would wear these outfits and then she would just go out in them. She'd be like walking through the casinos and stuff, oh, no. going to dinner. <laughs> Can you say this one? This is so bad. Let's pull it up. Do you have it on your... Uh, 
I just dropped an F-bomb a second ago. I think we could say this. I know. This. I just... Ah. <laughs> so she, she actually, uh, towards the end, after one of the events, she posted an Instagram post that made me laugh <laughs> so hard. And it was like two in the morning in our hotel room and I start busting up. And uh, she, the pictures of her little face with this little like, what just happened? Look on her face. And it says like, ah, Vegas, the only place I've had drunk women literally run after me to compliment me in a slightly aggressive way. You're so cute. I just sort of want to dick punch you. Thanks. <laughs> What does that even mean? Why would you say that? How is that, that possible? That was so bizarre. I love this post. Yeah, but that's yeah. kind of Vegas in a nutshell. Like, yeah. There's some like scary drunk people out there. Also very friendly drunk people. There's just a lot of drunk people. A lot of drunk people. But it, so also, many people like, were, I don't know, we'd strike up conversations with people and more than once I'd be like, can you, so we got caught in a downpour. We actually, Saturday night, it poured and I was out on the street. I was coming back from, Old Vegas on Fremont Street, and I was on foot, and it absolutely poured. And like Armageddon, people were like screaming with like <laughs> newspapers over their heads and like running away. It was hilarious. Um, and then the next day, like I'd strike up conversations with people, or they'd strike up conversations with me, and I'd be like, Yeah, do you, can you believe that rain last night? They'd be like, well, I was so drunk last night. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't remember any rain. That happened so many times. Vegas. Who are you talking to? Randos. <laughs> Complete. Why are you talking to randos? Because people are friendly. People were like talking to me it's everywhere true. I went. It's true. They it are friendly. It was so weird. It wasn't, you know, like you go to New York and everyone's like, why the hell are you talking to me? But not in Vegas. People are like, good, nice day, right? And I like your shoes. Oh, your glasses are great. I was so drunk last night. <laughs> I think my experiences have been very different from yours. I mean, the people, people I... I was I was out amongst the randos a lot yeah, more than you, you were. were. That's true. You were you were bathed in the warm light in the cocoon of the this Fisher fans. <laughs> I, I was really enjoying the cocoon. I w- had th- I threw myself to the wolves and was out amongst <laughs> the randos like the a lot of the weekend. I still didn't get enough time to meet everybody that I had intended to meet. Yeah, I and I'm I'm really bummed. Like I should have made a more concerted effort. I should have dropped everything. Yeah. and gone room to room and introduced myself. <laughs> not, <laughs> not sure. Not, like, oh, you're not part of the con. Right, right. Clearly, like I should have had a list and then like crossed it off yeah. as I met people. We did have some randos and we were stuck in that elevator with those three oh, guys in that the was not, douche suits. Yeah, did not like that. That was... And no. they were like, ladies. Uh, and I'm like, go away. Yeah. And, and that remind like, it was such a, a shift of mentality, like, to come out of... We were the, literally just in a room with a bunch of feminists yeah. talking about, like, the male gaze. Right. And, and then, then we, we come get here into and the there's elevator. Like a bunch, there's, like, a trio of male gazes <laughs> in this freaking elevator. Male gazers. Gazers. And, Gazer beam. Ugh, that was just gross. And so I'd have to be like, oh, right. Okay. And they're in these, like, shark this fin is, suits yeah, or something. This and, is the world that we live in. And they're like, if only we had some, if only had some beers in here. And we're like, what? We're not going to drink with you guys. I know. They wanted to get a party started in the elevator. Because it was, like, three, 90 degrees like, in there. three practically middle-aged women wait i'm sorry what hashtag old i'm sorry did you just call me practically middle-aged i called myself practically middle-aged especially i don't know those guys were like barely out of diapers they were not that young and we are not that old but that's not the point i felt that old in that elevator well i did too i actually just felt gross like it was that was the day it was like a thousand degrees outside yeah it was so it was weird to be in this little pocket of like awesome woman power 
amidst you know all the grossness of yeah Vegas. and, and the, there was a there were a lot of other things going on in that hotel and so the second we stepped out of that room it was like we were in with the other hotel guests mm-hmm. and some of the Vegas is such a weird cross-section because it some of it is middle America of like you know mom pa kettle go to town and or whatever just regular people on their vacation and mm-hmm they're having fun or whatever. And then, then there's the like partiers and then there's the people. Oh, I saw so many guys like looking at the women and there were a lot of really glammed up women everywhere, like women in beautiful dresses. And I don't know some of them may have been professional. Some of them not. I have no idea. Very tight and small dresses a lot of the time. Yeah. So, Oh, right. I'm supposed to not be judging people. But I I mean, they, they were there, they were there amongst everybody else. And what was, what I'm really thinking about is all watching the, like seeing men staring at them. Mm. It's like, let the poor girl go into the bar, leave her alone. Pretty good illustration for exactly why I love Miss Fisher. Yeah. The show. Like I love. Our cab driver on the last day was of that ilk. Interesting. He was a hot mess. Yeah. Pretty much. That guy. (laughs) And, uh, you know what you don't want to hear your Lyft driver say? It's like I was so drunk last night. Uh huh. That maybe yeah. don't maybe don't tell your passengers. I'm so that. hungover today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was Thanks. his name Nick? I don't. I don't remember. I think his name was Nick. Thanks, Nick. <sighs> Thanks for scaring the bejesus out of me. <laughs> At least we, we made it to the airport, okay? So, yeah. but yes, just FYI, if you are a driver, don't say that to your passengers. And then telling us about his breakup with his girlfriend and how it was her fault. Yeah. It yeah. Anyway, people really spill their guts in Las Vegas. I got a lot of ri- like life stories <laughs> from people I'll never see again. Mm. Those yeah. are the best ones. Aren't we supposed to be talking about uh, something? Yeah. What are we talking about? So, okay. Did we cover Thursday? We can't do a half-assed recap TM of the conference. We have to do better um, this time. Yeah, we do. The panels were were really good. They were, um, and there was the a first wide... one really knocked it out of the park. The um, <sighs> Zelda. Zelda. Gilbert. Good job. Thank you. Zelda Gilbert gave a talk on 1920s fashion and the kind of the, the cultural and social and economic um, forces that shape fashion then and now. And with an emphasis, of course, on Miss Fisher and the show. But it was really interesting. And I was taking a ton of notes. And we can scan, we can scan some of my notes for the website. I was drawing a ton of pictures in there. It was like being in art history class again. Yeah. I loved it. And in fact, it really was because she is a yep. retired professor. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was her area of study or if she was a history professor or a, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but it was a fantastic presentation and so put together and really got into the nuances of, of the era. Um, so much so that I think we should call her and ask her to do this podcast from now on instead of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because she knows a she lot more knows than, than I'll ever know. Yeah. She was really incredible. And I was glad that she she started the whole thing off. That was really, that set the bar, I think. And then the other panels um, covered fan fiction. So that was a big focus for a healthy number of people at this who are fanfic writers. Yeah, um, it, I, it surprised me how many people come at this from that direction. And I think I think that was really the majority. It may have been. And for that's, this. that's not my area of expertise, so I can't really speak to that. But <laughs> every time I make some crack about the show, you're like, there's a fanfic about that. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> and I've read it. <laughs> 
so yeah, there is fanfic about everything. But this was this group was very fan fiction heavy, um, and also from the point of being good writers, I think. Oh yeah, actually honing their craft as writers, no matter what you're writing. The writing in this particular fandom is incredible, and mm-hmm. I I can't I actually can't speak too much to any of the others. I think I've just kind of dinked around and seen a few of them, but um, it's uh, yeah, not my, good. Like uh, on my side. NC-17 rated Twilight fic. I will admit it. Twilight smut. And how was it? Some of it was great. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> people, people are good writers. People are also terrible writers. But right. mostly, like, you weed that out pretty quickly. And I'm like, mm. nope, not going to read this. But then you find some that are just so well written. And you think, why the hell didn't they write the series? Yeah, right. It would be much better. So much better. So much better. And smuttier. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which this, is what we're all here for. This group, they are good writers and they and I love that they sort of connect. They like bond over writing fan fiction. So I know that they all are in constant communication with each other. They yep. beta read for each other. And they, some of them have been writing for decades in some cases. Yeah, right. I mean, we we got to know a couple um from actually from right here in our neck of the woods, South Sound, Washington. Um, and she has been writing fic since the mid nineties in the X-Files universe. I mean, she has a ton of experience. Yeah. It's, I think it can be something that really like draws people together and creates its own little community. And mm-hmm. so it was fun to see how that played out. And that was a big, that and was I a know big Bianca component. Is a, Bianca's a fanfic writer uh-huh. as well, is yeah. she not? And so there was like this whole contingent of people where that's sort of the, the, the world that they inhabit in terms of this fandom. And, um, and I just love that they are connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of the, 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 um, outside of the con, outside of like, I don't know. And And I got to to learn a new term that I, that is a thing. I mean, it's a thing that I know in my heart from my own experiences being fans of other things and not even, I don't write fic, but, um, the term is headcanon. I mean, there's canon, which is the accepted story from whatever, like the original show or the movie or the book the original source material is canon. Uh, and of course you have, you step you step out of canon or you have canon pairings or you have, you know, you stick to the canon and then there's head canon, which is, which may or may not come from the source material, but it's something that you personally have accepted as true because, you know, maybe it's based on your favorite fic and then you think, oh, well, no, it's the, they have this personality trait because, and it's not because of the source material, it's because of some fic you read. You know, I think I'm going to apply this to other things. Like oh, everybody, totally. everybody has head canons about everything. Yeah. Which is like, I guess you could also... Like, I will never meet Queen Elizabeth, but my headcanon about her is that she, you know, baby talks to corgis all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's my headcanon about her. Oh, and then and then if I believe it too, then it's like a fanon. I think that's what is it's that called. It? Like, yeah, if the whole fandom believes this headcanon, then it's called a fanon. Wow. There was terminology. I took notes. It was, I and there, were, there were bar charts and pie graphs. I love that. Or pie graphs and bar charts, however you want to say it. Pie chart? Uh, I never know. These are our people. Yeah. So, and they broke it down, like the fan fiction stats, everything was pretty great. So we have infographics about this people. Yeah. Lots of, lots of like nerding out over. Edward Tufty would be proud. Who's Edward Tufty? Oh, he's the infographics guy. Have we not talked about this on uh. this? Oh, tangent time. <laughs> 
Do we need a little jingle? I think we, yeah. Tangent oh, we do. Time. Yeah. Okay. It's like the Ned Flanders jingle. We I'll need talk a, to, I'll talk to Doug about that. Yeah. Let's get, let's get me a tangent time. <laughs> and menswear. <laughs> Those are yours. <laughs> men's, yeah. Menswear and tangent time. Um, so, uh, Edward Tufty is, he's still alive, is, um, a master of infographics and he has written four to date books. The first one I believe is called the, the qualitative display of visual information. Is that a catchy title or what? Wow. I'm impressed you remembered that. Yeah. That like, is... I can like picture it. It's on my shelf. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he also, there, he has another one called Visual Evidence, uh, or no, be- Beautiful Evidence, I think. He's got four books. They're all about infographics, which sounds like the like boring as watching paint peel, but it's actually fascinating. And he talks about how you can display information visually in a way that is both visually engaging and gets the point across. It's very clear to read. And he uses historical examples. So he used the, there is a chart dating to like 1812 that charts um, Napoleon's march across Russia. And it shows both distance, how far he went, and attrition rate of his soldiers, how many soldiers he lost. So it's this, it looks like a lightning bolt. So at the start of his march, he's got however many hundreds of thousands of soldiers. And then by the end of the march, everybody is dead of like starvation. And so by the time they're in Russia, they have like 12,000 people or something. And it's this fascinating, it's all in one chart. You don't Mm -hmm. have to read a whole paragraph of information. And he's got countless examples of this. Mm -hmm. And Back when I used to work as a graphic designer for the man, um, I got sent to an Edward Tufty conference. Oh, that's cool. Where he I'm actually jealous. taught a seminar. Oh. And as part of the deal, and it was a oh really expensive seminar. Yeah, I bet. I could not have done it on my own, but work paid for it. Woo. Yay. Um, and as part of the thing, you got all four of his books in a little handy carrying case. And Jeez. I sat in the front row and he came around. He had a uh, 17th century book that had volvels in it and volvels are little rotating pieces of paper held down by twine as a book arts term. It was a book uh, written by Galileo about the solar system Whoa. and it had these volvels in it that you could turn and he brought the book over to me and I got to see it like Whoa. firsthand. It was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. So Edward Tufty would be very proud of these ladies <laughs> and their fanfic infographics. Infographics. Yeah. <laughs> Tangent. Tangent, um, yes. Tangent over. Now is there like a end jingle to the tangent time? <laughs> we just need like a backslash, backslash end tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then there was um, a panel on creative writing and a panel on... Um, Getting into character, I think. Oh, that yeah. was part of the creative writing. Yeah, it was. Um, um, we don't have the schedule sitting yeah, in front of Yeah, we both stupidly left our schedules at home. So let me see if I can pull this up because, oh, hey, I can over here. Oh, good job. Okay. So, um, so yeah, uh, let's see. So then after that, there was a um, panel on finding your way into creative writing and then also, what's so great about fanfic? Academic theory of the role of fan fiction, which unfortunately I was not able to go to. We were getting ready for something, probably the next 
pan- our yeah, panel. We, we still had to put our slides together. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Prepared. Yes. Um, so, but then after that, um, Travis and Anthony came back and did kind of an interview with the whole group and Bianca facilitated that. Yeah. She did a great job. Yeah. Good questions. And, and I thought that Travis and Anthony did a really nice job of, of answering things and just and it was like kind of funny. Open. They, they did a picture of all of us in the room. And, <laughs> yep. And it's really funny to, um, Anthony posted it to his Instagram and, uh, it's kind of funny if you look at that photo, there's, there are people in the back of the room that are like, yeah, <laughs> like both hands <laughs> in the air. And it was pretty great. Um, so yeah, packed house for mm-hmm. that. And let me say the Vidara is pretty cushy for a, uh, conference space. Cause they've got, they could, they could pick what color of tablecloth they wanted. Bianca was like, oh yeah, we picked the pewter. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was nice. It was, the facilities are really good. I mean, they, they look really good. I mean, it's pretty new. So everything's very slick and yeah. sleek and yeah, it was not just it was, like, it was like Sydney Fletcher's hotel. <laughs> it was the sort of hotel that Sydney Fletcher I feel would like It would decorate. have a more sordid feel. It's in, in Vegas. Case. It's a little, yeah, everything okay. feels slightly it's sorted. Not like it was on the up and up at least. I don't know. It was very nice. It looked great. And it was not the beige box that I had expected. No. You know, like, no, it whenever was, I go to conferences, it's just like, ugh, in fact, the, the hotel itself, the building is sort of crescent, crescent shaped. Yeah. So when you're in the hallways, it feels a little bit like you're in the hallway of the Death Star or something. <laughs> like you're in a spaceship hallway <laughs> that curves around. It's very, it was very futuristic. And there was... I kept going on and on about the elevators because the interior of the elevators had this art glass on the walls that looked exactly like, do you remember those lawn chairs that everybody had in the 80s that had blue plastic tubing on the back and the seat and it would like stick to your legs and you'd get out of it and you'd have these like marks <laughs> on the back of your legs. It looked exactly like that except it, it was glass. It really did. Yep. The celebrity interview was, was pretty fun. And yeah. um, I think the guys were having a good time too. I think they were. I don't think they, like when they got to the con, I really don't think that they knew what they were in for. Um, but then they immediately, like after they talked to us, they went downstairs and met with everybody who was hanging out at the bar. They were down there for hours. I know they were. They we were, kind of, we didn't go down. I mean, we, we happened to go through the lobby because you and I went out to dinner mm-hmm. at the In-N-Out Burger. Yep. Because we're classy. Keeping it classy. Um, oh our my view, goodness. It we was... didn't have the sexy view from our hotel room. Some people had that. We got to see from somebody's room. We got to see the view of the Bellagio fountains from above. We didn't have that view. Nope. We, but we did have these go-go <laughs> gadget, like sexy bachelor drapes that were motorized. So you press the button and the drapes go. <laughs> it took us forever to figure out. But we did. We just shot up. a video of it. And, <laughs> And I was like, behold, the In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> that was the and, main thing in our view. Yeah. But, so because we were busy going to the In-N-Out Burger, we did, and we didn't want to hog more of their I time. I know. We had just sat down with them for an hour, and we're very appreciative to have that time. So, yeah. so we were like... But they were, they were there for were, so yeah, we long. Got, and like we chatting. got back, and then we were walking around. I mean, they, they were still there. They were there for hours. So they were very, very generous with their time. And, and I think... I mean, it appeared that they were really enjoying themselves too. Yeah. Everybody was so excited to see them and so friendly and like yeah. genuine. And yeah. They were really great guys to have there. And especially for like the first, the first Miss Fisher con, I think they were a perfect yeah. fit. One of the things that I never got to ask them in our interview, because I just, we were having such a good time that I didn't, I didn't get to it. I didn't think of it. I wonder what, how much attention they get in Australia mm-hmm. where they're probably better known, I would imagine, I mean, 
does this happen there or are Americans just uniquely kooky? But <laughs> do we want to know the I answer? I don't know, but I think I, I'd like to think they kind of enjoyed the attention. And, I yeah, I think they must have. And I think everybody kind of behaved themselves and was not a weirdo. And, I think so. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. I always hope. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was really fun, and then. Um, Group dinners had been coordinated by uh, the adventuresses Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. so we um, Chandler and JoJo and I ended up going to Monami Gabi, which is one of my favorite restaurants With in good all of reason. Vegas. Yeah, it's in the the I always call it Paris Paris because of New York, New York. That's really funny. <laughs> It's in the Paris. Actually, Paris. I started in my head. I started calling it Paris, Texas, because it's like not the real Paris. <laughs> it is, it's probably a lot more accurate, Paris, Texas. Yeah, um, but just a gorgeous um, restaurant, like in terms of interior design. But then the food is so good, and so we were at this big table of like twelve, fifteen, and sixteen, sixteen I think. people. Yeah, yeah, and it was so fun, and I brought this up in our panel, but I just, the whole time I'm thinking I am finally with my people because everybody's having different versions of discussions on Miss Fisher, like things that evolve from Miss Fisher, right? Dominated all the conversation and it was just so fun. So, And, and I was also totally intimidated because you people know way more about like costume and stuff than I'll ever know. And here I am sitting here going, blah, 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 shoes, blah, 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 costume. And what do I know? That's not true. You know a ton. You know a ton. Not compared to the people at this con. Okay, well. That was amazing. They are ex- These yeah. are some knowledgeable it was a people. Whole, whole new level. I am a little scared going forward ever doing this podcast again because. <laughs> yeah, now they see what we really are. Yeah. <laughs> Frauds, fraud. <laughs> um we're kind of jumping around a bit sorry um yeah. but saturday no friday we're still on friday oh, are we no we're not no we're on no, we're saturday not. now i have what day is it i know that is kind of what i, I was doing the friday whole time on my mind. so yeah the celebrity interview was on friday evening yes and then saturday saturday morning was our talk um which we have recorded in full and um i don't know which order we're going to post all of this in but if if we haven't already, then we will post it as a separate podcast. Yeah, here. it'll be up at some point in the nearish future. Oh, but I do want to point out the thing that happened that morning with breakfast was a oh, rewatch, right? God, the how rewatch could I that? of Dead Man's Chest with Anthony and Travis and Travis's wife in the audience. Rachel, right? Rachel, yeah. yeah. Um, and so the I I blew in there too late to join the the slack rewatch but people were communicating on so slack, i got to see about half of it did um, you because okay. you were still working on the slides <laughs> yeah, and I, I abandoned you utterly no i was like <laughs> went that, downstairs say that about me the whole time you were still working on the slides <laughs> yeah no you were meticulous you were like i want this to uh, be right we only, we only had like 13 slides by I the way know, that's the thing <laughs> like you would think that i well, we had okay. 100 slides I, I have to out you a little bit because oh, no. um <laughs> I, I give a lot of talks with, um, especially with my, I mean, I do about my drawing and all that. Like I give a lot of, I do a lot of public speaking, which they don't tell you in art school you're going to have to do, but I do a lot of it. And especially with Jessica, my partner in crime on the Dead Feminist series, we give talks all the time. We've, we've must've given 35, 50, I don't know, whatever talks about our series, especially now that the book is out. And we have fully embraced the clunky awkwardness of keynote and PowerPoint. Um, 
we don't do text slides. We don't put any text in there at all, except like the last slide we have like our email and website, blah de blah, which we totally forgot to do. Totally forgot. Totally forgot. Yeah. So yeah, Co- yeah, because I have all this experience. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So we just we just dump a bunch of photos. Into Keynote, no fancy effects, nothing, no dissolves. And JoJo put extra, like, she put the ugliest dissolve she could find into her presentation because <laughs> she knew that it would make me cringe. <laughs> Thanks, JoJo. Uh, but we don't do any of that because it just takes so much time. And then every, and we have to edit our talks every single time we do it. We have to edit our slideshow. So I just, hmm. we, we make it quick and dirty now. And Mary made these, like, absolutely beautiful borders that match our... <laughs> design of our logo on our website and the business cards that she did like she did these like meticulous borders and she fit the photos so that they were inside the border with like a little bit in this art deco corner and i'm like mary use keynote (laughs) i have been resisting so much i hate powerpoint i hate it hate it hate it i saw david burton give a talk once about how much he loves powerpoint i know I, i i remember when he was doing a project um, with PowerPoint because he was like trying he was to like, embrace it's so this. clunky. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. And so I love that idea, but I am no David Byrne and I just needed to get this stuff across, but I didn't want the grossness of PowerPoint keynote, whatever. They're all the same, but, um, yeah. So I insisted upon doing like, yeah, like it custom. was beautiful. Thank you. And you got but no sleep. I got zero sleep and only made 13 <laughs> slides. <laughs> So, 13 um, very learned, pretty slides. Yeah, I learned my lesson on this one. I think we're I think we're going with keynote next time because this was just. If stupid. we can have a half-assed recap, TM, you <sighs> can have a half-assed slideshow. Yeah, I didn't want to though. I wanted to have. Well, whatever. It's I done. I gotta tell you, I mean, craftsmanship is the first thing to go. <laughs> <laughs> I see that now. I would have. I think it's had the economies I used, of scale. Yeah, if I had used keynote or something, I would have enjoyed the con more because I was so like keynote is the how is the presentation equivalent of a Chinese sweatshop because how, how do you, you put mean? all this craftsmanship into your beautifully designed oh. InDesign thing. <laughs> I am haute couture. Yeah, you just need to outsource that crap. And yep, I know. We need an intern. Put a few like sparkle dissolves in there like JoJo did. <laughs> that would have really added. So uh, yeah, learned a couple lessons on the slides. but uh, And I, I wish that I had not spent as much time on them. Yeah. I, that definitely cut off some of the time I had to spend doing other things like yeah, meeting people and going to panels, which is sort of the whole point of this event. Well, because I abandoned you utterly and was like, good luck with those borders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went downstairs and saw, I at least caught the second half of the recap. And uh, um, I got there late and got a little bit of breakfast and I went up to get coffee. And then Anthony came over and remembered me, thankfully, and said hello. And I said hello. We exchanged a few pleasantries there. And then just as we were talking, there some scene came up where they were on screen and the people just went wild. Like the ladies were screaming and cackling and everything else. And I kind of looked at him like, is this a little weird? And he kind of had this sheepish look and he, like, he kind of nodded a little bit. And then he was like, Oh no, it's, you know, it's fine. And it's really exciting. And like, he had the totally diplomatic response, but I, I'm on to him. I know it was <laughs> a little weird. How would it not be weird yeah. to be sitting there and watching everybody? Well, so, and I think the truly intimidating part would be knowing that people are communicating online to each other 
right in front of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so if you have, if you are not familiar, there is a thing called the Slack rewatch that happens uh, twice a week at least. It's like Friday nights and Sundays, I want to say afternoon. It's kind of based on where you live in the world. I can't remember, but mm. Slack is a, is an app. It's a, a platform um, where you can stay connected with people. So it's basically like, like texting each other, but it's like this ongoing, it's like, I am. Kind uh, of. Yeah, it is. It is. And so, um, during the rewatches, Does I, do people still, I am, is that a thing? I, I don't know. Hashtag old. I don't really know. But they slack now. That's what they do. So <laughs> slackers. So it's really I I do the Friday ones sometimes, and I it's so much fun because they are people are literally all over the world watching the show together and, and so, live like, tweeting basically. Yeah. So everybody like hits play at the same time, and so you're Just all like Pink Floyd. Yeah, and the it Wizard is. It is. And and so like the scene comes up, and everybody's like you know typing something funny, and everybody's laughing. It's great. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. This, that this even works. So they were doing it then too in the room and, oh, I still need to go back and read it. I want to, cause you can read it later. Like the whole oh, conversation. Is it kind of archived? Yeah. And I love rereading them. They're so funny. And plus it's also like really frantic as the thing is going. Well, yeah. Cause while you're typing the next bit of action, I imagine right. is happening. Yeah. So I get like, it's really hard to keep up when yeah. I'm actually in there, but plus when I, it's whoever gets there first. So you probably mm-hmm. have like. 25 woots or yeah but it's so fun um so yeah they people were doing that same thing oh and the episode by the way was dead man's chest so we got when we got to the bathing suit scene (laughs) there was lots of hooting and yeah but then the next scene when the the scene right after that was when burton said like cess drags burt into the police station yeah Yeah, and he's burt has had moonshine and he's absolutely just pissed (laughs) and uh that scene got a much bigger cheer which kind of warmed the cockles of my heart a little bit yeah it was really fun it was it was amazing to see this projected this giant screen showing the the actual show and then yeah. nearby at the table there to, was a rowdy bunch in the to, back that was like yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> there was, i don't know who those people were there, there were different contingents of people yeah. who were contingencies yeah so um the rewatch was pretty funny over breakfast. And then we uh, did our panel, which was really fun. I mean, yeah, it actually, it, it went well and people seemed to respond really well. And Chandler came up with a brilliant idea at the end for everybody <gasps> to toast to the community, the Miss Fisher community. And so it was incredible to stand there and watch this entire room full of women. All, and some dudes. And some dudes, yes. Holding up their glasses and and toasting the community. So that was pretty awesome. I really wish I'd gotten a picture of it. Yeah. I tried. It didn't happen. So, yeah. um, Oh, and then one of the next panels was on 20s Beauty. And the... um, Gabriela Hernandez, who is the owner of Besame Cosmetics. Cosmetics. Owner, CEO founder i'm not sure what her exact title is but it's her company uh was there we unfortunately missed the first half of it at least yeah Um, and i'm sorry because it looked so interesting so good yeah she talked about 
how makeup has evolved over the years and actual ingredients used yep. in the past versus now and really got into... Exactly the sort of stuff that I'm fascinated I about. I know. We talked with Jojo Stiletto a bit about it because she went... Um, and Jojo said, yeah, there was a lot on the talk about application and how to wear it and everything. And I think that would have been out of my depth because mm-hmm. I don't know how to be a girl, basically. <laughs> I think you still would have found it interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm sad that we missed that one. We needed we needed a little downtime. Yeah. But, but we needed to decompress a bit after our panel. So yeah. we, went, we went next door to the Aria and we had a long leisurely lunch. With, with tater tots. <laughs> I was going to say with drinks. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> talking. tater tots. All I care about is the tater tots. They were very <laughs> fancy were tater very, tots. They were very, very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it meant we, we didn't get into the whole the whole panel. Um, but next was our friend Jojo Stiletto's. Friend pa- of the program, as you like to say. Friend of the program. Say. Yes. Um, so I was so excited when... A, I found out she was coming, yep. and B, she was going to be able to show the video of the burlesque show. Yeah, she got she, special permission from the cast. Yeah, she needed to make sure that the cast was all okay with and this it was being all, shown. You know, there were no, she said, I need to make this clear, no photography, no video of the video. Like, we, we yeah. need this to stay in the room. So, and we've already given the podcast recap of this, so if you'd like to hear all about it, we do have that. It's, uh, I have no idea what episode it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a few back. It's a little ways back, but it's um, it should be pretty clear which one it is. We go into great detail on that. Yes, we do. Every single set is <laughs> very, very uh, detail, like broken down. We talk about all the things that they do and the different it's costumes. It's like being there. Well, we we except that's way less we interesting were, or fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were aiming to give everybody a glimpse into this because we were we felt very fortunate that we were able to go, and yeah. we know that all of you would have wanted to be there too. Yeah, um, but, I was really interested interested to see how this was going to go because, you know, when you advertise a burlesque show and you sell tickets to it, you know that the people who actually buy the tickets who are going to go are going to be cool with it, right? And they're and they know what they're getting into if they know you know, professor of nerdlesque, mm-hmm. what she does, this whole body positive, queer friendly, trans friendly, um, burlesque, you know what you're getting into, mm-hmm. but every, the people in the room for the rewatch were just people attending a con. So we didn't know how they were going to react, mm-hmm. but Jojo gave an incredible, um, introductory talk for about 15 minutes before the show started. And and then during, and that was fantastic. It was about the, she gave the history of burlesque in two minutes, which was amazing. <laughs> it was a feat. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she had all the fancy dissolves in her slide and she was like <laughs> watching me grind my teeth. It was hilarious. Um, and she really gave a great rundown of what burlesque is, how her burlesque is different, how she got into it. I, th- I thought it was fantastic. And then she started the video, but then she kind of gave a director's cut commentary. It was great to have Jojo there to kind of narrate that mm-hmm. and say, just so you know, those pink things are a hundred rosaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just give us little tidbits as we went. Yeah. Which I'm, and Chandler and I had already seen it. But yeah, so we getting were to see whooping it and hollering was so fun. And I, I remembered a bunch of stuff that I'd forgotten. Yeah, exactly. I'd forgotten a bunch of those details. Yeah. And, and it, so, was, it was a different performance than what we saw. Because what, what they ended up going with for the recording was the one it after, after ours. Us. Yeah, we went to the 7 o'clock show and this yeah. was the 10 so o'clock. So there were some subtle differences and but, some things that yeah. didn't. So it was interesting to see that other performance. Um, I think the crowd was a little quieter at the con. Less whooping up. Except when the male burlesque numbers 
came mm-hmm. up. Like the Jack numbers, like they practically blew the roof out of the place. <laughs> um, and then I, th- uh, the number with Hugh, I think was, was one of my favorites personally. That one got a big reaction. But I think what's interesting is I think, and Jojo did not call attention to it. And I think this was intentional on her part, but she said she debated doing it. Hugh was portrayed by Al Lickia, who is a, an openly trans um, burlesque performer. Because of the video production, I don't think that came through. I don't think everybody realized mm-hmm. what was going on there. Um, but the performance still got such a huge reaction, and it was just so heartwarming to see everybody respond mm-hmm. to the comedy and the yeah. That's know, a really funny one too. Yeah, he does a great job. And, like he's, if if he's sexy half naked people can be heartwarming, like he totally was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was. I don't. There were certain tables in the room that were just dying oh like, especially in the front row in the front yeah and shout out to sandy oh wherever sandy. you are sandy was at our table and i have just watching her watch the burlesque yep. was so awesome she, she was so into it celebrated her 70th birthday 75th 75 yeah and just was loving it like having such a great time watching this burlesque show and that is it's fun to watch somebody having fun it, yeah. <laughs> it turns out totally so i was enjoying watching the crowd yeah. half the time because yeah, we knew what was going to happen uh-huh. and we were like, Oh, just wait for I know. it. <laughs> I know it was really fun. But I, I mean, was... even though we had seen it before, I learned so much just from Jojo's commentary mm-hmm. because there were a lot of that stuff I did not know. And of course we taught, we had her on as a guest talking about the fan dance number and everything else. But so we learned a bunch of stuff from her there, but she is such a wealth of information. There's so much that, we didn't talk about that day and that she talked about in her presentation mm-hmm. that I had never knew. And she is phenomenal. And that woman <laughs> can rock a leopard print caftan. Yep. And it really is a leopard print. Okay. Jojo went full out on the costumes. Some people came and went full out on their period costumes and like 1920s lingerie or whatever jojo went full-on jojo (laughs) for this and so her outfit for she kind of saw her presentation as a burlesque performance and so she was up there in this lacy like shell hem crop top over a vivid turquoise blue pencil skirt and she flashed the audience (laughs) of course cracked me up um, and she was wearing like a big red, like mini mouse bow in her hair. And like earlier that day, she went downstairs for the rewatch in the leopard print caftan. She saw each, each time she was visible in the public space. She, she kind of viewed that and treated that like a separate performance. Mm-hmm. And so we saw her by the pool with her new buddies watching Britney videos. And she's in this gorgeous red pinup girl bathing suit I mean even that was like a burlesque performance yeah it was so. it was fun to see what people were wearing this yeah. whole time because you know that everybody was like carefully curating what was going in that except in me suitcase. I feel like I was the only one who didn't do it <laughs> I was mostly in muggle clothing the whole time I was in like a t-shirt and I, I had capri pants at one point I went that muggle far self it was fine oh man I did wear a dress to my our yeah, talk you did. it was a really cute dress would you, would you do this I was this telling everybody that my costume at the costume party was, I was, I was a um, malt shop waitress from the <laughs> wrong decade who had accidentally <laughs> stepped into the 1920s. <laughs> it was really a cute dress though. It was a cute dress. But if you were, okay, if you were going again, would you pack differently now? I would. I don't know. I hate checking a bag. I hate it because I've had enough bags lost. Yeah. 
that you'd really be up shit creek. Like if all your costumes and all your clothing for the, like, I'd hate to give that interview with the boys, like in my sweaty street clothes from the day we got, like, that would be horrible. Um, so I kind of have a phobia of that. So I tend to pack really light and try to just bring everything on the plane, which is what I did here. Um, I think if it were local, if I could either drive to it or it were in Seattle, I'd probably make more of an effort. Yeah. But even to the burlesque show, I didn't wear a period, I wore a period hat and shoes, but my dress was from the wrong era. I don't know. Yeah, points were deducted for that. <laughs> points this isn't are, a test. I am You're always not graded. losing points. No, I was just curious because you, you. I have done it in the past. I did go to a 1930s party before and helped organize the whole thing. And my yeah. husband and I taught everybody the Charleston. Like <laughs> I can do it. It's just really. Even Travis and Anthony couldn't get me to muster up the wherewithal to make it happen. Okay. So sorry, boys. <laughs> Whatever. They had eye candy and everybody else. It was actually good to... I brought my Buku camera on this so I could take some real pictures, like not just my crappy phone. So not being in costume helped make me just part of the background where I could actually be a spectator and take pictures of other people's costumes. Because if I were in costume... I would be less apt to be going around mm. with the camera and taking pictures and mm. documenting. And I really wanted to document instead. So I'm I, excited to see your pictures. Yeah. I haven't even dumped them off the camera yet. That's yeah. how I hope they're okay. The lighting in there was so bad. Yeah. And I was trying to compensate, but what it are was you going to do? Like, it was a yeah. really tough situation. You can adjust levels or something, yeah. but I mean, there's not much that can there's be done. Not a lot. Yeah. But so the, the very end of this, the last thing was the masquerade, which I did not understand why people kept calling it a masquerade, but that is the term used for like a, what do you call it? Cosplay? Yeah. Like costume play or yeah. thing. It's like con parlance for cosplay. And-, and when everybody gets dressed up in their finest and gets together. So I was not prepared for how fun this would be. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get what it was going to be. But we, got, we came through those double doors into the big conference room that we'd been in. And it was just, it was like squeals of delight yeah. coming from all corners of the room as everybody was taking in what each other was wearing and grouping together for, you know, a group shot. And like, it was, it was the best energy ever. Yeah. Everybody really was. was like into it and just loving. And people were referencing it. talks from the weekend in the way they kind of performed their costume. Mm-hmm. For instance, we had a Jack. It was a very tall gentleman, really nice guy who went as Jack. I am blanking on his name. Uh, I want to say Blaine. Could be. I'm really sorry. It's something. I'm so close. You were awesome. Yeah, I'm so close. Um, I'm bad at names, and we met a lot of people in a very short space of time. He was with Carolyn. Oh, you remember her name? Good job. Yeah. She looked great too. We're in They were this adorable, um, adorable married couple. He was very tall, and he was wearing this fedora and um, long coat suit and everything. And when he, when it was his turn to go up for the pictures, everybody everybody lined up against the back wall for pictures. So there were some singles, there was major group shots. Uh, you know, there was one with all the frinies, and then there was one with all the dudes. And then when he went over there, someone had referenced in their talk how Jack leans everywhere. He never stands ramrod straight. He's always leaning. And so uh, oh, when our you are Jack, so oh, you're such a fan fiction version. I forgot about this. This is a, is this a this thing. Is, this is a huge thing. Aww. It's huge. The lean. I'm such a grandma. It's also it's also Tumblr. So which I also am not right, on. Yeah. So I love that this was I'm like just your a first perpetual guest on this, this show. show. <laughs> 
<laughs> this was your first exposure to the fixation of Jack I'm leaning. so glad nobody like attacked me and put a big so V on funny. my forehead with a Sharpie. Um, yeah, so he goes up to the wall and like leans and the crowd perfect. went wild. Yeah, it was really, really funny. Yeah. And so the judges for this were uh, the Red Gabriella, Yep, and Gabriela Hernandez and Zelda. So yeah, we have the makeup and the costume, and the two boys, and the, and the two boys, the two red raggers. So they would take notes. They were actually like they very were so into it. Especially Trav- Travis was so into it. Yeah, it was hilarious. They were really he made them do the catwalk twice. He'd be like, ah, <laughs> come back, and he was do taking, it again, taking notes. Like they were actually really they taking were like notes. conferring, and, and it was it was really cute. To and they would like at, like okay, so tell me the story about this mm-hmm. thing and. So yeah, the, the people would come up and kind of do a little twirl and they'd explain what they were wearing or if they made I something. I do my or, little turn yeah. on the catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's hooting and hollering and it was just so lovely. It yeah. was so much fun. And oh, I, okay. And I got to say, Jojo Stiletto in true <laughs> jo- Jojo Stiletto. We, she was our roommate. So we got to see every bit of this. Like we knew yeah, it was going to happen. Each layer as it happened. Yeah. So she went as Friny. Franny's incognito costume in the circus episode. Circus Franny, yeah. Yeah. So she's got the braided wig, which she put on in our room, and she she had the trench coat, and she wore this, she called it the slutty nightgown. (laughs) (laughs) She wore this, instead of of the uh, leotard business. Yeah, well, it's like a figure skating outfit that Franny wears. Yeah, and she didn't do that. She was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But so instead, she wore this... <laughs> barely there negligee nightgown, pretty, like full length. Pretty sheer. Yeah. It was full length and left very little to the imagination. <laughs> like at the same time, it was amazing. And she's wearing this under this trench coat and she's wearing these kitten heel actor dancer shoes called character shoes, T-strap professional dancer shoes. And she walks in there and she's got a little golden gun in her pocket, which I don't know how she got that past the TSA, but she did. She was telling us about the safety regulations with yeah, cosplay. Sp- like yeah. you have to put an orange. What is it called? Peace binding or yeah, something? It's I something. think that was it. And it's like a, a thing you have to do if you you're carrying. You have to like plug it. So she tore, she went to the Magic Mike show <laughs> on Friday night because of course she did. Um, and yeah, there was this jealous. bit where they, they passed out pa- like fake pink paper dollars to like put in the Magic Mike performer's garters or whatever the hell they were wearing and probably not garters she, but probably probably <laughs> something else yeah. yes she kept hers back and used that to like plug up the gun yeah it was because it was of, orange or something and yeah. she just needed something brightly brightly colored to like fit the, but i thought it was pretty fitting yeah so she goes she goes down there and they call her up and she's walking down the catwalk and then she pulls out the golden gun and then she gets to the end and she does this absolute burlesque performance where she does this little tease like she turns around and then she undoes her trench coat and then she flashes the boys and i actually got a picture i will find it <gasps> did you did yes. you capture the moment on my camera i have to go find it in the thousands of other oh, photos that i got but i got it so good of travis and anthony's reaction and it was priceless like eyes as big as saucers mouth wide open that is so great they I'm really were glad you got that. they had a lot of fun with that and jojo ended up getting an award for best accessories and the photo she took with the boys afterwards is so priceless because they're mm-hmm. like yeah and she's, yeah, she's got her gun <laughs> yeah that was i think the best of those photos like the group shot with the guys yeah because she just i mean she just knows how to do it like yeah oh she's a performer she's yeah. a professional yeah but even bianca when bianca um revealed one of the door prizes for the raffle 
which was a signed photo by Nathan Page. Pretty good. Um, yeah. She did a little burlesque tease to like undress <laughs> the photo. That's right. It was awesome. That was really funny. She like was pulling back the tissue paper a little bit at a time. Yeah. That was very funny. Yeah. So yeah. And everybody just really had a good time. Um, and I was... Like I said, I was not prepared for. I, di- I didn't know what a masquerade was. I didn't know yeah, th- how I, this was going to go. And I knew even less. I mean, I didn't know what to and, expect at all. And it was just so fun. Yeah, and was, every, and I really appreciate how welcoming everybody was of me because I was up front with everybody. I'm like, I said, you know, I've never been to a con. I don't. I'm not really in the fanfic world. I'm not on Tumblr. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. But you people are really nice to me. They and I I'm a lot a great of time. people had not been to a con before. Yeah. Not- and we had someone at our talks, you know, Sandy, actually. Sandy raised her hand and said, I, I have never listened to a podcast before. Right. And so, yeah, there's newbies in every mm-hmm. in every facet of everything. I know. There were just so many different ways that people's love for the show came out and, like, how they chose to, like, what, what each person's labor of love was right. was different. And I loved seeing what they were because it just made for such a fun time. Right. Everybody doing their own thing for the love of this show and that's why everyone's getting together yeah so yeah we had a fun we got to chat with the boys one more time we went up to thank them again for taking the time and I asked Anthony I said so what have you been doing what have you done this weekend in Vegas and he said I shot a machine gun today he was like a five-year-old boy it was hilarious (laughs) well he had talked in our interview he was he was like do you think that I can rent a convertible here he's like like, I really want to drive route 60 and I've driven route 66 so I was like oh I can tell you all about that um (laughs) I didn't I refrained you yes you were very Um, refrained but he was like can I rent a convertible and we're like dude you can probably rent anything you can rent a Maserati if you want like you can rent a Lamborghini you can rent anything you want yeah and so he so I asked him so what'd you end up doing and he said I shot a machine gun today and I'm like (laughs) welcome to America Yeah, I think he I think he did all of those things. I think that, he was a little shell shocked with like just what you can do in Vegas. Yeah, it is nuts. And also like there was this group of women who were, were yelling the whole time. I don't know. I think it was probably a very interesting experience for them to yeah. be headlining Miss Fisher Con. And I hope you're proud of me. Never once did I as tempted as I was, never once did I go up to those boys and say, that's not annoying. I am so impressed. I know. I know. I wanted to so bad. I know that that was really hard for you. So bad. <laughs> but I appreciate that you held back. I also did not quote Strictly Ballroom to them. I didn't mm. even, I did not once say, I die on Nile. <laughs> so wanted to. Thank you. I I'm know, sure they're I know thankful that too because they don't want to hear that from me. <laughs> Uh, well, what else? I don't know. I just, we did. Okay. Mary and I did go to the neon boneyard together right right after. So I, I did not go to the second dinner on Saturday night. I, um, because Mary and I somehow got split up in the reservation. So we weren't at the same restaurant and, um, Mary really wanted to go to Cleo, which was what I was slated for. So I said, well, why don't you just take my spot? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I ended up going to Fremont Street to see Old Vegas because I really wanted to see that. Um, it's so different from the Strip. And the Strip is like boozy Disneyland. And it has its own fascinations. But I really wanted to see Old Vegas with the old neon and everything. And I had a fantastic evening. Just 
I was out way later than I thought I would be. Yeah. Um, I was amazed. Yeah. And I like did it old school. I got on the bus. I took the <laughs> bus to Fremont street and really experienced it. And it was fantastic. And I went to the container park and I had some, like, people are so chatty in Vegas. Like, hmm. and I, I had chatted with some locals, had a long conversation with a storekeeper in the, um, container park. I had a great night. And we went to the Neon Boneyard together and you got to, like, there are pictures of me absolutely losing my ever-loving shiz yeah. in front of these neon signs. You were signs. overcome, I think. I was verklempt. You were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, but it was so fun to watch that. I knew, I knew that you would just go crazy at that place. So it was exciting. Crazy. And then we also went to the pepper mill. Oh yeah. Which I could never remember. I was like pepper wood, (laughs) pepper tree. You called it everything. Pepper shit. Like what is this? What the hell is the name? It was a stupid restaurant. But it's the it's a really the, old school Vegas institution. There is a pepper tree restaurant near Los Angeles, oh, okay. so that actually well, is yeah. a thing. I, yeah, yeah. This is like I I don't I was gonna look up when it was built because I'm not quite sure how long it's been there. It has been I'm there a long 50s. time. Yeah, that seems yeah. about right. But it's all like it's a diner. But I have to say what you how you described <laughs> it to me. I had never been there before. I had never heard of it. I'd never. I, I tried to not research this time before the trip because I wanted, I wanted to be surprised. And uh, I was like, so what is this place? And you said, well, it's like showgirls meets cherry blossom viewing. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and I couldn't, like, that didn't help at all. Like, I couldn't <laughs> picture that. There was this huge wait. I totally forgot. Of course, it would be overrun with people on Sunday morning. Oh, yeah, and so, I was off doing walkabout yes. again. I was out. So at, you were out walking. I was in Venice at that point. <laughs> and Jojo and I got there a little bit early and then put our names on the list because it was like a 40-minute wait. Yeah, and but, I arrived like just in time. Yeah, but meanwhile, we were killing time in the lounge, the Fireside Lounge, which has a sunken, actually multiple sunken fire pits. Oh yeah. And it's just And lit by neon glow. Crazy. Well, and apparently Jojo wanted to text me yeah. a photo of you two and Mary was like, No, don't do it. I want her to I want to see the look on her face exactly. when she walks in here. <laughs> and it, I think it was exactly I think I reacted precisely how you thought I was yes, gonna react. I was very excited to see this reaction. So I was like, No, no, don't even give her a clue yeah. what, what she's walking into. And you here. put the table under my name. So I walk into this room and I'm like, Oh my god, I'm in Xanadu and and I, then like just, table for I'm Chandler? just walking there like Chandler party of three. And I'm like, it's for me. <laughs> it was pretty great. That oh, was, that and was then really they sat fun. us right under the cherry blossom tree. You probably have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Just look at it. I'm going to put in the, in the notes, I'm going to put a picture. And of Jojo the reprised her caftan, her leopard print caftan for this event. And she fit right in. She looked like she owned the place. She did. She really did. It was great. So that Under was like flamingo a flamingo Tiffany lamp. This was like a bucket list item, honestly, for oh, me. Oh yeah, like the, hanging out in the sunken fire pit thing, drinking yeah. a Bloody Mary. We had coffee and booze. It was so great. Yeah. Man. So um, bucket list Sunday morning, done and then and Neon done. Museum after that. That was like the perfect day. It was. I was realizing even if we had separated that one day out of the entire rest perfect, of the thing, yeah. it would have been worth. Maybe if we could have subtracted the kamikaze cabbie. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. Other than Wait, that, it was a perfect day. Yeah, it was a perfect day. But it was just there was so much going on, and it was also like strangely emotional. Um, to be in this group 
of people and to be meeting people that I've corresponded with on the internet yeah. for like basically over what a year. I was doing about the neon and the crazy <laughs> Vegas stuff you were doing about the the Tumblr people yeah and you were like oh my god it's Fox Spirit. well and like, it's the kind like you don't know what everybody looks like right most of the time and right. so because everybody's be, their avatar mm-hmm. and even most people don't use their real name as their right. handle so so I would be introducing myself as Mary and I'd say what's your name and then and I'd say okay and what's your handle and then they'd say and I'd be like, oh my gosh yeah and then it. in my case I'd be like I'm Chandler and I'm like I don't have a Tumblr handle <laughs> you're a nobody I'm like I'm with her and they're like oh yeah okay <laughs> no you don't have a Tumblr but you have a podcast which true yeah I have an Instagram That's, handle yeah and and Instagram I think you're good you're good but it was very oh and it was the Kentucky Derby too so oh, yeah there was a there was a literal wall of roses and they were real roses. It was beautiful. In there so yeah, if you check so many selfies yeah, in front I was of the say, rose if you check wall, Instagram there Even are I lots. did it and I never do selfies <laughs> ever. And even I did one. Yeah, you had to. It's a wall of red On roses. My caption, like, I was like, was... Don't get used to this. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't see the caption. Yeah, it was um it was a really incredible weekend and I was exhausted oh. and elated. Like yeah. I came home and my husband was like, Okay, so how was it? And I burst into tears. Did. I did. I was like, you're so it adorable. It was amazing. It was you amazing. I mean, I was also like really tired. Yeah. I slept for 11 hours. <laughs> I was out. I mean, I only do that when I'm like really sick, like yeah. deathly ill. It, we were, we were keeping some strange hours on that trip. And usually when I travel, I'm a like up at five outside by sunrise. Wow dead by nine o'clock <laughs> and I was like we were up to like two I know I'm so old now I, I can't yeah, do this anymore not without, 19 anymore. without consequences but um but it was worth it it was I, I that's kind of what I decided like yeah just a third of the way through I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it yeah I don't even care I can sleep yeah. when I'm home I did go up pretty early Sunday morning I was out by about eight mm. eight thirty and it was great because the weather was really nice and uh, it hadn't started raining yet. Yes, it rained in Vegas. It, it did. Was freezing and raining Unfortunately, while we Sunday. were at the Neon Boneyard We thought they outside. were going to cancel the tour. If they'd done that, I would have cried. It would have been very sad. Yeah. But no, they let us go through except we got rained on, which was... It was very cold. It was. Even for it was surprisingly our, like, cold. Seattle standards, we I were know. cold. Um, but yeah, I went out early that morning and there was nobody out because, you know, Sunday morning, everybody's like still passed out from the night before, but... It was a kind of an interesting way to walk around and see everything. Everything was open, but there was nobody out. <laughs> it was really interesting. I don't know. I got to see a side to the place that I don't think I'd get to see otherwise. Yeah. And and, and also get like, we got a, a, we, ha, we really were sheltered from some of the skeezier elements because we were in this room full of feminists. <laughs> Feminist dudes, feminist ladies. Yeah, it was... Oh, speaking of feminist dudes, special shout out to the guy who stayed in character as Mr. Butler, basically the whole con. He was, I think, at least Saturday. At least Saturday. But he was even... It was pretty amazing. Yeah. And when he did his catwalk... So perfect. He up picked there. up one he of had the... a tray in his hand and he was picking up glasses <sighs> from the tables and he like poured water for the judges... <laughs> It was pretty great. It was it was really well done. Yeah. So I think yeah. the, I think the boys get like the 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 male attendees of the con get an extra like blue ribbon of mm. merit for putting I have in a the policy. costumes. When I go to things and we're supposed to clap because there are men in the room and this is like a women's issue, I don't. 
I don't. Clap. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I just don't. I'm wow. like, that's a, it's a policy of mine. I wow. appreciate that they were there. Good job. But they don't, I, I'm not going to clap. No cookie. Yeah, no cookie. All right. Okay, so anyway, I'm sorry. I have a little if, cookie for them. Okay. Come Chandler to me. will Come give to me. you I have cookies. a little tiny cookie for you. <laughs> Mary will pop you in the jaw, but I have a little cookie for you. <laughs> and I don't, like, that sounds so horrible. I was Those so... Were lovely gentlemen. They were lovely, and I'm really glad they were there, and they definitely added. Yeah. But I, I just can't go so far as to uh, applaud. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm like laughing really hard right now. <laughs> oh. But I'm very glad. I thought to I was the uppity one. I'm uppity about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. But also I failed you. All I wore two two one dress and one skirt on uh, this okay. on this weekend, neither of which had pockets. Oh, I am so sorry. So disappointed. And I so wanted them to have pockets because I was like, where am I gonna put my phone? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. You are forgiven. <laughs> no cookie for me either. <laughs> I have to buy my own damn cookie. Yep, With no my cookie for you. 77% of normal wages. <sighs> <sighs> That's funny. Are we done? We're done. Thanks. If you're still here, if you're still listening to this, you definitely get cookies. Cookies. <laughs> Yeah, because we rambled a lot, but it was it was an amazing weekend, and I am so glad to have gotten to to be there, and thankful for all of the organizers. So, yeah, so adventuresses, I think the toast is for you, gals. Yes, the adventuresses club of the Americas, especially Mercurial Bianca. Thank you so much for organizing this. That you you guys did a bang up job every step of the way and thank you for providing the beer with which we could ply the boys for our interview <laughs> thank you yes <laughs> cheers to you cheers we'll see you at the next con Woo.